It's the favorites presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. So use promo code favorites and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. This football season must be 21 or older and in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text hope NY 467369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined by my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF, Mr. Simon Hunter. Packed show today, buddy. Packed, packed show. Tighter than a suitcase that's expanded and will no longer fit in the overhead space. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of calls to get to, a lot of conversation about this week, a lot of pick flipping. Hopefully, people forgive us, but I think that's how it is sometimes. For certain weeks, we come in right, Chad, with a plan, and the plans change. Kind of get hit in the mouth with a lot of information in a couple of days. Blown up. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Blown up. Uh, as a reminder, we will go through our final five, which we will put in the app on Sunday. Things change. Got to follow the phase five in the Action Network app to get where we land because things do change. We're going to finalize our big balls better the week. We will do our scooch roulette. We will do our money line, underdog, round robin parlay. But first, as we do every week, let's get to some sharp calls. <laughs> Hello, who's there? I'm talking. Ring, ring, telephone ring. We had a lot of things to say the other day. As always, the wise guys will call you and give you your take on what we talked about. What do they say? Very rare. I will be woken up in my sleep by many calls. So basically, say I have three phones. I got one phone I don't even bring in the room. I got the other phone that's just on silent mode, which is pretty much just text and other things like that. And I have my emergency phone, which I keep off silent just because it's you know, I feel like anyone, if you're living alone, you got ring cameras. I mean, you, you need to be alerted, especially if you're someone like me that has cash. Anyone wants to attempt it, I keep that thing loaded and I got both exits with cameras. So don't even don't even worry about it. But basically, that's my I always keep the one phone off silent and, you know, get the first call, hit ignore. Right. 1 a.m. Reach over my phone, just hit ignore. Get another call. I roll over and see the guy's name. It's a pro I respect. Ignore. Because, again, it's late. It's like 1.30 at this time. Then I get another call from another guy. 
It's like, holy shit, something must be going on. I thought somebody either got robbed or something big was going on, a big, big bet coming in. So I answer it. Little, little did I know, Chad, was going to be about our, our little show here. Uh, <laughs> setting the world on fire with our love for the Dolphins. Uh, that was multiple pros hitting me up, had listened to the show. I guess Matt Mitchell drops it, um, or the volume does at midnight or 1 a.m. East Coast time. So, again, that's 10, 10 p.m. Vegas time, not that late. So a couple of guys listened to it, and they reached out that they had gotten word a really, really, really sharp group was going to come in heavy this week on the Jets. So, you know, me thinking, what the hell is going on here? I got to all right, break this down to me. What am I missing here on my love for the Dolphins? Again, we talked about it. Teddy covers. This is a good spot to be taking Teddy against a Jets team off a win. Just felt like a really prime, prime t- chance to take the Dolphins. And I think they're firing back with – this Dolphins defense, are they really that good? A team that can give up points and a Jets offense that we've seen be able to move a ball. They have weapons at the wide receiver position. So to them, they think three and a half is too big of a number. I had to put it out there. I had to buy that position. I mean, that was I tweeted out. I know people got mad about it. It was more just because me and Chad talked about love for Miami. I just want to make sure people didn't bet it off of that because when a, when a group, again, there's certain groups that bet like me. They bet every week. They bet multiple games. They might have one or two big bets a week, but they're, they're betting a lot of the games. These are 360 groups. 360 means they don't do anything for 360 out of the year, but for five days, they make five bets. So this is one of the days they're making a bet. I got to change my position. I can't be a know-it-all jerk. Like I got to just listen to these guys. And if it's multiple guys reaching out to me, clearly they aren't something here with this Jets team. Okay, so we've seen the three and a half. Haven't really seen it dip that much. It went down to three, bounced back up to three and a half. But again, it's it's just one of those where I got blind spots. I know that. Like I'm young in the game. Um, if a guy that has over 35, 40 years experience is reaching out and they're taking a position, one of the five positions they take all year, I'm out. And I'll have to try to force Chad to let me get this one in. But it just seems like at three and a half, these guys are claiming this is free money on the Jets. I know there's no such thing, but it's – it's clearly a, a position that these pros are taking. The next game, again, not as crazy as that Jets one. Because Hold on one second. Yeah. Stocky in the Action Network podcast had the Jets in his uh, Moneyline underdog parlay. He and Raybon will choose two teams to put into an uh, underdog, Moneyline underdog parlay. He had the Jets in there. That surprised me a little bit. Um, I will say it, it piqued my interest. I also saw that you put the jets into the app. You made a pick on the jets at three and a half. I saw you put it into the app yesterday. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. We're going to talk about that tomorrow (laughs) on the podcast. I will say this. I don't give a fuck. This jets team is trash. And this Miami team is better. And while in a million years, it goes against every fiber of my being and all of my principles to bet a road dog, I mean, a road favorite, a short road favorite. Yeah. I'm riding with the Dolphins here. All right, we're having a bet off then. I'm just, I'm with you. I was, I was all in on this. It's like, it's like we're in West Side Story right now. <laughs> we're having a bet off. Yeah, I just, I got to listen to these guys. It's like, again, I'm pretty damn good at what I do. These guys are the goal. Like, I want their lives. These are the OGs, the guys who they, they move mountains. So, to me, I don't like it either. 
But if me and Chad don't have it in this competition, I'll have it in every other one. It's just like I, I bet numbers and I play off other players' plays. And it's like I know I don't know everything, but as soon as a group like last week, the Seahawks won, Chad hated that until Sunday, late Sunday. Like I literally had to be like, dude, just take this number. Yeah. Um, it feels like I'm maybe in the same boat here with the uh, the Jets. But yeah, the second one was they think we're stepping in it with the Seahawks. Again, we can break that one down. They like the Saints. Fuck that. I kind of I'm kind of taking your stance here, where it's like. Nah, I don't care. I'm on the public side, a public dog. I'm going to take this the, the Seahawks here just to keep this game close. Um, and then the last one, no shocker, uh, they love our Rams play. So they, they think, yeah. like, had a bunch of guys call, reach out about that one. They love the Rams too. Um, I kind of wish I had made it my Simon Says. I think I went from the four and a half to five and a half. But what can you do? Still a good number on the Rams. Um, but, yeah, we'll break that one down too. Because, again – it's rare me and Chad are on a bunch of favorites this week, but I feel like that's a trend for a lot of pros this week. There's just yeah. some undervalued favorites. I agree. I agree. There, It does feel like we're seeing that. Uh, we also yeah. saw it. You mentioned Simon Says. You had the Ravens at minus three, as your Simon Says. Yeah. A lot of sharp love on the Ravens. Uh, to remind people, your fo- the foxhole was Seattle plus five and a half. Uh, oh, wow. I'm feeling a little antsy about a couple of our underdog plays. And the exact decision by me was the Browns plus three, two bets that are making me very nervous right now. Seattle plus five and a half, Atlanta, which has gone from eight and a half to nine and a half. And I am shocked that that number has gone up given how the Bucks got beat on Sunday night. It just, I felt like that number would come down. So I'm a little surprised by that. It's making me a little antsy. Yeah, but we kind of touched on the Atlanta spot where it's like I, I was on the other end from it just from that get-go yep. of Brady 2-0 at home playing against a team that's 4-0 ATS, now a huge dog. I know you read uh, Evan Abrams' piece. It's a great spot to back Tampa. Historically, this is a good, a good time to take a favorite like this. But I, I think the pause, right, for everyone with Tampa right now is what's up with Brady? Like, like rarely is the guy in the injury report I think they had him on there for a shoulder, like a rotator cuff maybe, and then a finger. Again, not a big deal. He was supposed to take Wednesdays off anyway. He was still at the facility getting treatment, watching the practice. That's something to monitor. Because, like, to me, if I'm going to put a a favorite of over eight points into our contest, I got to know it's all right. So, again, weeks like this, we could talk about a little bit. I do a lot of chalky stuff. I think we talked about last week with the London games. It's like 18-3 and or 19-3 and now, the, the favorite on the money line winning outright in London. So, again, that's a nice one you can pair with, with Tampa, with Tom Brady, 10-0 straight up after two losses. Can't beat that. Like, that's a good spot. So, there's a bunch of little things like that I'll do this week. But trying to convince Chad to take a banged-up Brady at a nine-point favorite, probably not going to happen. But I would just say to other people in pick pools, I, I would feel comfortable taking Brady in this spot just because it is a good position to take him and fade an Atlanta team that could be slightly overvalued right now just because of what they've done the last four weeks. Yeah, that's what's making me n- more nervous about it is – it's like investing, right? You want to ride the wave and you want to sell before you hit the peak. <laughs> You're right. You want to time the market. And we're usually really good at timing the market on teams that are on the upswing, as we have been with Atlanta. I worry that I might have gone a week too long in Atlanta. I'm having a lot of second thoughts on that one. That's the one I have the most second thoughts on. And it's not in our contest right now anyway. So uh, you would touch on the Seahawks real quick. Yeah, let's talk about this. I want to go through our our sort of so list. What's making you uneasy about the Seahawks? Well, Seattle right now is in our final five. It's one of those situations where I am betting the number, 
But if I look at the, the flow of the teams, I've got a Saints team coming off a tough loss. I've got a Seahawks team coming off a huge win, traveling again. Is Geno for real? I don't know. Uh, are his offensive stats and the Seahawks offensive rankings inflated because of a couple of games? Um, I looked at the number <laughs> and immediately liked. I just didn't think New Orleans should be favored by five and a half. That's really what it is. Yeah. So I, I played the number. That's it. And I would say the pros, that's what they're talking about, kind of the Seahawks, they're big paws. Like a couple of guys that called me and said, why wow, they like the Saints is, okay, I'm buying high on Geno who just beat a Lions terrible defense and an Atlanta, an Atlanta terrible defense at home. Again, he didn't beat Atlanta, but I'm saying he put up stats. He put up good numbers against them. He got shut down by Denver. And he, well, not shut down. He just didn't do much against Denver in the second half. And he did nothing against the 49ers, right? He put up zero points. The only points they scored was on a blocked field goal. So. I kind of get where they're coming from on this the Seattle team. It's just honestly me fading New Orleans. Like they're they're coming off and they skipped the bye week, right? Coming back from England, they had option to take a bye week. They said no. So they're coming off even a longer travel than Seattle is um, coming back home to New Orleans. And maybe you're right. Maybe like what I'm what I'm overlooking is the fact that Andy Dalton is that much of an upgrade over Winston. Because again, Winston was just a corpse back there. He'd really been doing nothing. We saw Andy Dolan really turn on that second quarter and kind of going for it against the Vikings. I'm with you. It's a tough one. But to me, I just like the number of the sense. I think Gino, he'll be able to backdoor this number. Just, just feels like a Saints team that, yeah, they're strong against the run, but we've seen teams be able to move it. Like Kirk Cousins just moved the ball in this, this Saints defense. Um, again, I don't think Gino's as good as Kirk, but he's not that much worse. And you got his weapons of DK Metcalf and Lockett. Like, those are all good weapons. So maybe me and Chad get scared off of it because, again, he's hearing noise from people too. And, like, it is it is a – it feels like we're kind of – like you just said, we're, we're staying along with the public on this on this uh, Seahawks team where it feels like we might sh- we should maybe jump off. But, man, I, I just got a bad grade on the Saints team. Like, they again, they are so lucky. They have that one win they stole week one against Atlanta because they look like an 0-4 team this year. They just – things haven't really gone their way in most of these games. So, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fight you on it, Chad, come Sunday. But I do feel like it's going to be one of those we're going to be, like, fighting about who's going to be our fifth one in. It's going to be hard to take the Seahawks out. Yep. All right. Well, I, I agree with you. Uh, next on the list, uh, the Houston Texans. Uh, if we can get it at 7.5, we like it at 7.5. I think I still like it at 7.5. But it does feel a little bit like a trappy spot. And even though it's divisional game, the Jaguars all of a sudden, I think, are getting the credit they deserve in the market. And I feel like this is a really good team. And I love them against the Eagles. I think they could have covered against the Eagles. It, it was a bad game for Trevor Lawrence. I think they go home and they start to see how good they are. And Doug Peterson has them playing and believing. I could just see this becoming a blowout game against a, a competitive, but not talented Texans team. It worries me. Yeah. And you would, you would honestly think that if we, if the Jaguars are who we think they are, which is a top five, top six team in the AFC right now, this should be what you just talked about. They should be able to come home after a bad loss and dominate a bad team, just like, again, the Chargers went on the road and did it against this team last week. I'm with you. It feels a little, yeah, 
like it doesn't really give me a bunch of confidence betting the seven and a half. It kind of just feels like I'm going through the motions of something I should do. Where yes, I'm paying exactly. I'm honestly I'm willing to pay it though. I'm willing to pay to see the Jaguars be the team we think they are. Because to me, it's always interesting when books and the public move a number after a team loses. So the Jaguars lost. Their divisional odds went up, got better. It means they became more of a favorite to win the AFC South, and the Super Bowl odds got better. So. Clearly, I think other people are kind of with us now at this point where it's like, okay, they're probably the best in their division. I don't know. It's just hard for me to be like, yeah, take the Jaguars minus seven and a half. Where as a pro, just like, yeah, you take the, in this position, you take the dog seven and a half in divisional game against a team that, who are they to get that kind of number? Like the Jaguars haven't proven it yet. They got to earn, earn to me, earn that number. Um, The only thing that really dominated this year was the Colts. And, like, we've kind of seen what the Colts are, right? So, yeah, I'm willing to pay for them to prove it. But, yeah, sliding out of our contest, it seems likely. But, again, seven and a half, it's so tempting to put in because it's, it's just a nice number. Isn't it weird how sometimes we see numbers like this and we know the right side, we know to bet the number, and it's a no-brainer. We don't care who the teams are. We don't care what the circumstances are. I think this is, you know, we talk about this all the time about our biases getting in the way. And last year that we struggled with this a lot, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden we are in love with this Jaguars team. We have been open about it since the season began. Yeah. Our our biases about the potential we see for this team (laughs) getting in the way of our ability to just neutrally examine a seven and a half and saying, yeah, this is a no brainer because of course it should be. In the same way the bears plus seven and a half should be a no-brainer yeah. against the Vikings. I'm having a really hard time pulling the trigger on that. I think we're paying too much attention to these teams because we're invested in them in different ways. Well, the hardest part for me is I'm trying to find the best five for us in the contest where those are percentage plays. Those are numbers I get again to you are at least above 56% lifetime where you just take a, a team like Houston in this position. It's going to work out for you. In a divisional game, we've seen it time and time again. Usually these games kind of work out for you. Where we are getting better than we were last year is we would be blindly taking the commanders this week. And I'm so happy we're not doing it. Yes. Because I've been staring at that number nonstop. And again, I had to add a couple of pros call me on it, but that was one of those. As soon as I heard come manned, and I just hung up. As soon as I started hearing them talk, <laughs> the commanders just click. Like, I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to be convinced into it. Um, that's one of those where, like, I want to load up on Tennessee. Every rumor you hear is Rivera's lost the locker room and that team has flipped on them. And it's proved out. They've had two horrible losses two weeks in a row against divisional foe. Now they're playing a Tennessee team that none of us know how to really feel about. It's just a really weird game. So I would say me and you last year, 100% would have been on this commander's team. I'm just so happy we're both just like, nah. Yep. Stay away. That is is so true, by the way. You're 100% right. It's so interesting, (laughs) though, how there are – how we are blending – the automatic play based on a number and historical precedent and what the wise guy play should be with what we're seeing on the field and the player personnel and what we've seen on the field with the commanders and what we've seen from Carson Wentz makes us very shy about pulling the trigger on what should be an automatic play against a mediocre Titans team. Uh, Fascinating. Yeah. I told you though, one of my favorite, like one of the legends of Vegas, one of my favorite lines they Multiple guys would always say, but guys always just say in the book is, hey, hey, asshole, I'm wrong 40% of the time. 
don't take it too serious. All right. That's the joke. He goes, well, at least I know I got a four in 10 chance. So that's, that's the tough part about going on the other side against professional money. Yeah. Well, we're doing it this week. <laughs> Speaking of, we talked about Miami go fins. Well, well uh, we got to talk about that one. What do you want to do there, Chad? Well, I don't want to put it in the fucking contest. Cause I want to make it our big balls bet. Cause you're being a little bitch about it. You're scared. And that's when you need big Dude, balls. By the way. No, 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 no. You're scared. No, I'm not. I was scared, scared too. Of- when I got woken up to hear it and take the jets, I Guy, was scared too, Chad. Listen to me. Lean into it. I'm not so scared. I don't have ring nests. I don't pack heat. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. Okay. Well, I got a fucking, life's good up in Connecticut. I got a 20 pound dog who sleeps in a crate <laughs> that's covered in the back of the dining room. It's, we don't have, I'm not scared. Okay. I just don't think it's the right side. If you want to make it our big balls better the week. I do. Totally fine. I'm not scared either. I'm prepared. That's what I like to think. All right. Well, in this case, you know what I think you are? I think you're the bitch. I think you're the one who's so influenced by what everyone else is doing. You can't see the forest for the trees. And I'm telling you right now, Miami is the right side in this game. And we are going head to head, bet to bet, sharks and jets. We are against each other in this game. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree. But when is it ever worked out when you ride it with the public? The I don't think ever. And all never, the time. Never. Right You're now. literally the definition of stepping in it. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not stepping in it. Again, I hate them on such an island here because I hate this Jets bet too. But it's just one of those. It feels like I have to make it. It's just a smart side. Let's go. Big balls. Bet of the week. New York Jets plus three. Is it plus three or three and a half right now? I'll do three. That's how much of a man I am. New York Jets plus three (laughs) is our big balls. Bet of the week. Listen, now I'll be torn. Because I, I always want, I always root like the for the Bengals all over again. I root for the show, but if we don't win, I'm not going to be upset. <laughs> well, there are no guarantees in life, but this, this feels pretty good. Start the NFL week off right with a no sweat, same game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. Every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back if your NFL same game parlay doesn't hit. Same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. For example, tonight, I like the Broncos, the under and Matt Ryan passing yards under. Build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs pre-built for you in FanDuel's top rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL every Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. And with FanDuel's new live same-game parlays, you can continue building SGPs even after the game has started. Just sign up with promo code FAVORITES if you don't already have an account. That's promo code FAVORITES to get free bets back if your SGP doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and in select states. Three or more legs and minimum $1 bet required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet $5 restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. 
gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Uh, the next one on the list is the Browns plus three. Still love it. Hopefully be lucky enough this is three and a half in our contest because that's what it was for the early part of the week. No brainer. Like even at two and a half, I don't hate it, but like three is the number. Like we play that number every time. We've seen it now that hopefully it's professional money. We're not walking in it with all the other uh, squares, but this is a really good spot to take a Cleveland team that just can move the ball. I think the glaring thing that people have really noticed this week is their defense might be a little suspect. Um, you looked at who they played this year. It's been bad quarterbacks. The teams have semi been on move the ball in this Cleveland team. But, you know, to me, Chad, I kind of, we kind of touched on it. Um, really sharp pros I talked to came in heavy on the under in this game. For the simple fact they think Nick Chubb's going to ball control this game. So I feel like they align with our view of we're getting plus three with all the all-around better, healthier team. The only scary part for us is Brissett. Like we're we're back in Brissett against Herbert. Me and Chad don't feel great about that. But playing the numbers, this should be closer to a pick than that plus three. So yeah. hopefully you can still get that plus three out there. Chargers getting way too much credit right now. Yeah. I think it's down. For I think one the numbers, numbers down to two and a half. Um, so the money is coming in on the Browns. I think that uh, it's a different experience to go on the road at Cleveland against a really talented team in the Browns than to go win on the road as favorites uh, in Houston against the Texans. And again, that was uh, close, right? It was like a three-point game. That game was much closer than the final score. Yeah, until Mills threw a pick. So. You got to peel it back. Keenan Allen did not practice yesterday uh, with a hamstring injury. That's good for uh, us. Wednesday is usually a big sort of indicator of whether or not you're going to suit up uh, when it comes to practicing. I think Nick Chubb goes off in this game uh, over 86 and a half rushing yards in the app, following the action network app. You've seen a lot of experts betting on that as, as props player props start to roll out um, for a lot of these games. So, you know, I like the Browns here. I like them a lot. First, first bet I made last week. And then I made the Miami dolphins minus three. Uh, (laughs) The other game we loved, you talked about it, Rams minus four and a half, all over it. This line's moved up. Wise guys love it. Uh, great spot for the Rams. Who have the Cowboys beaten with Cooper Rush, right? You're going to make that case for Miami. You can make that case for a lot of teams. Cooper Rush hasn't had any interceptions. Again, I'm stealing this from Stucky from the Action Network pod. You can go back play by play. It's about five picks that should have been, if not for defensive penalties uh, or drops by the other team. So this Cowboys team is beating some teams in chaos, uh, Washington Commanders, Bengals, um, during their little streak here. Rams offensive line is trash, but I still like the Rams at four and a half here. Yeah, again, there's a lot of historical stuff backing up of uh, the Cowboys winning a home divisional game by 10 or more points going on the road is not good for them. McVay, after a divisional loss coming home, has been very good for the Rams. So 
not only are the trends kind of pointing to us taking uh, the Rams, we just like the number. Again, Dallas, they've had a great run. Usually that's how football is, right? Teams get a nice little run, have a couple good wins, and then they just have a letdown game. This is what this game kind of stinks of, a letdown spot for what Chad is talking about. This guy, Cooper Rush, four starts, 4-0, and going back to last year, 4-0 ATS. He's so due, man. Like the guy, we, we joke all the time, we have a luck, a luck metric at, here at the Action Network that people grade out. He's got to be way up there right now at Dallas. It feels like their bounces are just going their way. Um, this is uh, – a nice matchup for the Rams in the sense that I get people are worried about their offensive line woes. I just I just see this team be able to move the ball against this Dallas team that has kind of looked better than they really are, right, after playing a Carson Wentz and a Daniel Jones. Now they're playing a Super Bowl-winning quarterback in Matthew Stafford, a guy that can really move the ball. So we saw them able to move the ball against the 49ers. You just couldn't finish the drives. I don't think it'll be the same thing for this Rams team this week. Um it, it does suck that I already bounced up to five and a half. It was a nice number of four and a half. I would still take it right. We talk all the time. I think six is such a key number. I wouldn't mind taking it, but it is brutal where all the money, all the tickets are pouring in on Dallas and they move that line off sharp money. You'd hope maybe it could go back after the public bets even more this weekend on Dallas, but I'd wait. Honestly, I would wait. I, I, don't, I can't see it jumping up to six right now. I would just keep waiting, hoping you get back to a four, four and a half. The other game that we loved, and if we haven't mentioned any of the game, the game that you still want to talk about, we should do it after. Ravens minus three. Love, love this spot. Love the Ravens here. Ravens are a couple of plays away from being 4 now. And this is a team that I think is devalued right now versus a team in the Bengals that still has a little bit of Super Bowl bounce and now has won a couple of games in a row. Last time we saw them, they won big. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm more don't waver. Don't fucking not, waver. Dude, I'm, this I'm, is your Simon says. I'm already already bet it multiple times. There's no no going back. I'm invested. Yeah. Um, invested. The more the biggest pause for me right now is who who is playing for the Ravens? We keep getting every time I check their injury report, are they still starting to left uh, a rookie at left tackle? Like again, if you're if you're waiting on this number, I can't see this getting above four. Like the worst case, I see this getting back to minus three and a half. Grab the three if you can. Um, but again, another one of those, I don't mind waiting until Sunday until you see the injury report. Me and Chad are going to be on this one. Like, I love the Ravens in the spot. I think it's a good number. I would take it up to three and a half, but hopefully you can just get the three. It's been out there for a couple of days now. Um, just a bad position for this Bengals team to be in uh, against a Ravens team that kind of desperately needs this one, right? They, they're, they're they're going through it right now. They've, they've been getting interviewed all week. Um about letting that Bills one really slip away, which is, again, it's not hyperbole. That one could have decided the one seed. Like, both these teams we expect to be at the top level. If they both finish the year with the same record, the tiebreaker goes to the Bills. They won the head-to-head. So, that was such a big game last week. I just see them using that as fuel this upcoming week. But the fact that every guy I've heard is on the Ravens with us, Chad, that's my pause. Like, everyone we work with feels like they're aligned with us on the Ravens, which is, can be great. Like we work with really smart guys, but it's also scary where it's like, is this one too easy? Cause it feels that way. Right. Like we're, we're getting an undervalued team at a field goal with the best kicker in football. It kind of feels like we're stealing money here with the Ravens, but um, I've already taken a position that I really can't get out. I'll probably just keep betting it at three. It's just such a good number in this game. Can't get out. Stuck in a moment. 
We can't <laughs> get out of it. So my my last one I was gonna try to convince you on. I know there's no way of doing it, but because it, it's so chalky. Talk to me about this Eagles, brother. You know what? I'm coming around. You're coming around? Good. Coming around. Have you been watching more Hurts uh, interviews? Because that guy is a cool as a cucumber. I love Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I, I feel like there's some real disarray on the Cardinals right now. Cliff Kingsbury is just not a very good coach. And this team continues to get pummeled in the first half. It's like he, it's almost like he doesn't really know how to prepare for the game. Doesn't know how to do anything to get the team ready until he sees what's happening on the field. Then clearly he's good at making adjustments because this team is really good in the second half. That's what gives me pause is that the Eagles tend to let teams back in it. And the Eagles tend to be a great first half team. So you're getting a great first half team against a great second half team with the second half team on the road and a lot of variance in a quarterback who can sneak away and make plays that can keep a game closer than it should be. That's my biggest pause. That's fair. So again, if you're feeling like Chad is just do Eagles first half, then I think it's minus uh, three and a half at plus money or minus three and uh, minus 120. Just do that. If you're kind of in the same boat as Chad, I, I more look at it as, all right, I've seen them play four games now on a team that everyone coming to the year was down on. We were all down on this team, right? Coming to the year, just the mojo fell off with Arizona. We all felt like they had overachieved last year. And so it was going to be natural regression for this team. Yeah. Me and Chad, neither of us had, us had them in the playoffs when we did before the year or our seven from the NFC. So I was luckily down and coming into them this year. We've seen them play two home games. They played against the chiefs. They lost 21 to 44. No big deal. That was week one. The chiefs are probably the best, one of the best teams in football. In week three, they played the Rams at home. They were down, uh, what was it, 20 to six heading into the fourth quarter. I think they got a late touchdown, so it made it a 20 to 12 game. So, again, they're two home games. They got dominated by the Rams, who we we're just talking about. We don't think are that good. And absolutely dominated by the Chiefs, that we do think is a good team. Then they went on the road. They beat Carolina, which we all think is a joke. And they beat Vegas, right? They had that insane comeback. They were down 23 to three and came all the way back against Vegas. So, I'm looking at a team that, yeah, they've been able to do all right against bad teams and have crazy comebacks. I Again, I'm not here to shit on Josh McDaniels. Is he really that good of a coach? Certainly not Nick Sirianni's level right now. So I look at an Eagles team that's got a really good defense, a really good head coach, and an, an offense that can move the ball. No weather. They're indoors this week against an Arizona team. I love it under six. And it's like, my again, my biggest pause is this is another game. Like, I'm throwing the Eagles money line in there with – Tampa, I'm throwing them in there with Green Bay. Like it, you're giving you're giving people free money. It feels like when you're moving that number under six because everyone's going to tease the Eagles down. Everyone's going to have them in a teaser. So that's probably my biggest pause. But again, chalk does win. You're scared, like Chad just said. Just go first half. The Eagles four zero this year. ATS first half. You don't even need to go money line there. Cardinals have the worst scoring discrepancy and of all teams in football in the first half. I don't think they've scored a single point in the first quarter this year. Maybe it's three points. They've kicked one field goal in four games in the first quarter. They're bad. They got major issues in Arizona. We talked about last show, 0-7 ATS, 0-7 straight up Arizona as well, their last seven home games. Um, it just feels like a five-and-a-half we're getting a good number. And, like, I know maybe two pros, again, out of, like, 15 to 20 guys I talked to that liked Arizona, and I asked them why. 
And it was kind of what Chad just said. They're like, well, Eagles second half, Kyler Murray second half. He, he'll just turn it on. Maybe he'll get the back door, which is all fun and well. So I get if Chad doesn't let me put it in the contest. But to me, you, you have to bet this first half on the Eagles. This is a really nice matchup um, on a team that literally dominates first half versus a team that has been horrible all season in the first half. I'm surprised. I thought I didn't know what you were going to bring up. I'm surprised you didn't bring up the Raiders or the Bears. Tell me about the because Raiders, we had a long conversation about the other day. Yeah. And Raiders, again, someone, someone called me out and said, well, they got absolutely blown out last year. Like, the, I think Mahomes beat them by 40 in both games. And it's like, well, go look at the year before. Like, their car won a game against them. And I think they lost the other game by six points. Um, I know historically, right, that guy is right, where Derek Carr isn't fared well against Mahomes. Uh, statistically, Mahomes in primetime games should be an auto play. He, he, I think Evan wrote about it. He's been unbelievable in these primetime games. Hell, me and Chad just got smoked by him last week on a Sunday night primetime game. Leaking confidence like a mother on that one. Like, I, I was excited to bet it. Fuck it. I'll just do the over and just be happy with that. Cause I just see these two teams putting up points. I still like the Raiders offense. My issue is like, how am I going to find stops on their defense? Like the only thing that stops the Chiefs seems like is Mahomes. Like that game against the Colts, that was not the Colts winning. That was Kelsey dropping a touchdown in the back of the end zone to go up 11 with two minutes to go. So it's, it, I'm with the fans of the show being like, please don't make me bet the Raiders. Fine. I won't, I won't do it. We won't have him in the contest. Seven and a half, though, is so tempting because that's what it's going to be most likely. I see this number getting to seven and a half, but stayed away from that one. Bears, I, I feel like they're going to come to me Sunday morning. I'd probably be able to get convinced on it because I'm with you, Chad. It's like there's just something about these teams coming up from back from London playing at home. that I just think it's a bad spot for them. But, again, the biggest pause with the Bears team is we don't know what we're getting from fields. Like this team – they're just not competitive. Like, even when they're in games, that's my fear. It's like, I don't know. If my, if we were going to take the Bears, it'd more honestly be a bet on fading Kirk, right? Because it's a, such a big spread for a guy in a divisional game. But I got no numbers to back up taking them here. Like, this line to me is good. I have it at six or seven. Like, that's a fair price. Um, I just, I don't know. There's other games I'd rather take, right, than having to be sweating the Bears and uh, your boy Fields. The interesting thing about the Bears to me, everybody in the league knows that they can't pass. Right now, Cooper Cup has more receptions than Justin Fields has completions. I know. Okay? But the Bears, even if everybody knows what they're going to do, are still averaging 5.2 yards per carry, which is top five in the NFL. And if, if you had said to me, well, the Bears are the number one team in rushing in terms of total rushing yards, I'd be like, who gives a fuck? Like, they're running it 50 times a game. You know, it doesn't matter. But everyone knows what they're doing, and they're still averaging more than five yards per carry. That means it could be a much sort of uh, faster game. I don't mean fast pace in terms of scoring, but the clock will run more because the Bears will have longer drives or be running it more. Um, that doesn't bode well for a potentially big number like seven and a half. Yeah, I would say also teams are happy to let other teams run the ball, right? It's it's one of those things where, like, I, I'm with you. The Bears have actually been on move the ball. They just aren't finishing any of those drives. Like, they get down there, and you know what it is as a Bears fan. If it's third and eight, third and nine, that's it. 
either kicking a field goal or you're not going to pick up that first down. It's just that's the that's the problem with Justin Fields right now. And he's not running it, which I don't really get. Like he has such insane athleticism. I thought this team would roll him out of the pocket more, get him moving. Um, yeah, again, it's just a, a weird week for me where it's like there's dogs I do like and there's just some I don't trust because I don't really know what to make of these teams still. Like I just don't know. Again, I should know what the Bears are. They're a, a bad offense that likes to run the ball. I just see so much potential in fields. I just can't really pigeonhole them like that, where it's like I see that they have more to offer. Um, you did get uh, – who the hell did you guys get back this week? Nikhil Harry? Some receiver came back. Um, I know it's all irrelevant, but it's just like at least they're getting some bodies back in the mix of guys who we know that can actually catch the ball. Because um, what I've just seen from the Bears offense, can't do it, Chad. They're just – they're so bad right now. I just can't put them in. All right. Uh, all right. Well, look, we've narrowed it down. I would say our list currently looks like Seattle, Houston, Browns, Rams, Ravens, potentially Eagles. And, you know, we'll see where the lines fall on Sunday when it's time to put the picks in again. Follow the Faves 5 in the Action Network app. We'll have everything in there locked in by noon. Also follow uh, the Favorites podcasts. Keep up with our Foxhole, our Simon Says, our Exec Decision, our Scooch Roulette, which it is time to make a choice. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch Roulette. Simon, we both lost last week. Mm. I am winning on the year. I'm three and <laughs> one. I believe you are two and two. Yep. So it's time for me to make a Scooch Roulette pick. Mm. Mm. It's tough. It is tough. You know what we should do? Here we go. We're so on opposite sides. While you're making the big balls better the week, the Jets, we might as well make Scooch Roulette, Jets, and Dolphins. <laughs> no, I've learned not to put all my eggs in one basket after the Bucks last week. I'm not so doing you're a coward. Anymore. So you're a total coward. Simon Hunter, professional coward. I'm not. I already know I already won this bet, so I'm happy to do that. But right. I had a fun I had a fun mood for the Scooch Roulette. Now you're throwing it off. All right. Well, no, that's fine. That's Take fine. Miami. You know? Take Miami and Scooch Roulette, Chad. You know what? I'm taking Miami yeah. and Scooch Roulette. I'm taking going a minus all three in. and a half. I am all in. So Chad minus three and a half Miami. I'll take I'll do it. That's fine because uh you took the big balls at my at plus three. Because I'm a man. So I'm gonna do another manly thing here. And I'm gonna take the Bills minus 14 and Scooch Roulette. That's how much of a man I am. Wow. <laughs> No, I just – I looked at this line and I was just thinking to myself, what is the one game that no one will expect me betting for Scooch Roulette? And that's got to be it. Who's going to who's gonna think I would take a 14-point favorite? Um, literally make the line 14. Like, there's no value here. I just – I love this spot for uh, this Bills team. I know Brandon Anderson, one of our colleagues, gave out uh, – what the hell was it? Bills second half. That's fun, too. If you don't, don't want to pay the minus 14, I think um, it might be minus six for them, uh, second half. Bills this year have not been well done well the first half. They've actually last year they were incredible first half. This year they've come out a little slower. If you want to do that, go ahead. Take the second half. I'm not scared of the 14. I just see the I just see them rolling offensively and defensively. It's a great matchup for this Bills team. We had talked about this earlier in the week. We settled on Bills as our survivor. I'd I'd still go with the Bills as our survivor. Maybe the Jags, but I'd probably go with Bills. Yeah, I mean, 
another one again that didn't use the Green Bay in. I thought about that, right? We, we already know the circle data. These favorites do really well winning straight up in England. Green Bay against a either banged up Daniel Jones or no Daniel Jones, that could be a good spot. We just talked about Tom Brady, 10 and 0, straight up 10 and 0, um, in a position after losing two straight games. You expect the Bucs to win. So if you want to save the Bills for any reason, go ahead. I just, I'd rather use the Bills here just because their division's so tough. I don't know when we'd use them again. Should we talk about a money line parlay? Whew. This week was really hard for me. Like a couple that were easy, obviously the Browns. Chad doesn't want to do it, but like the Jets, Seahawks. I like those three like right away. The other ones I'd throw in just because I think you have a good chance of an upset. My fourth leg, and now pains me to do it because the Jags are our team. But well, the Texans got to get their first one eventually. They're 0-3-1. and Someday, Texans are going to hit. So for my biggest dog this week, I'm going to go with the Texans. For the fifth leg, I'll go with the Bears. Like that at a big number against this Vikings team. All right. I feel like you and I are misaligned on a lot of different things this week. I know. I'm feeling good. I feel like I should double all my bets. Well, my 3-1 and one friend. Good luck to you. <laughs> uh, we've locked it in. We've locked in the big balls. We've locked in the... Final five-ish. We'll update it in the Action Network app. Watch us on Convince Me. You'll probably get a little bit of an idea of where we're leaning if you watch us on Convince Me Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. Eastern. Watch it uh, in the Action Network app. It's really cool. You can do picture in picture. And then while we're talking, while me, Sean Kerner, Chris Raybon, Simon are talking, you can immediately go make some of your bets. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on Twitter at Action Network H. Q. Friday is the start of the Major League Baseball playoffs. That means starting Friday, Action Network's baseball podcast, Payoff Pitch. We'll have new episodes basically every weekday through the World Series. So if you want to bet some playoff baseball, check out the Playoff Pitch podcast. This has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter for our producer, Matt Mitchell. Download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify. Wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Bye.